Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy. We're living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Revelation chapter 11 from the Jesus Bible, NIV edition. Review key takeaways and end our session with a prayer. The two witnesses. I was given a reed like a measuring rod and was told, go and measure the temple of God and the altar with its worshipers, but exclude the outer court. Do not measure it because it has been given to the Gentiles. They will trample on the holy city for 42 months, and I will appoint my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for 1,260 days, clothed in sackcloth. They are the two olive trees and the two lampstands, and they stand before the Lord. If anyone tries to harm them, fire comes from their mouth and devours their enemies. This is how anyone who wants to harm them must die. They have power to shut up the heavens so that it will not rain during the time they are prophesying. And they have power to turn the waters into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they want. Now, when they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up from the abyss will attack them and overpower and kill them. Their bodies will lie in the public square of the great city, which is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt where also their Lord was crucified. For three and a half days, some from every people, tribe, language, and nation will gaze on their bodies and refuse them burial. The inhabitants of the earth will gloat over them and will celebrate by sending each other gifts, because these two prophets had tormented those who live on the earth. But after the three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and terror struck those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud, while their enemies looked on. At that very hour, there was a severe earthquake, and a tenth of the city collapsed. Seven thousand people were killed in the earthquake, and the survivors were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe has passed. The third woe is coming soon. The seventh trumpet. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven, which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who were seated on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who was, because you have taken your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were angry, and your wrath has come. The time has come for judging the dead, and for rewarding your servants, the prophets, and your people who revere your name, both great and small, and for destroying those who destroy the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and within his temple was seen the ark of his covenant. And there came flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and a severe hailstorm. This is the end of the reading. So, what is John telling us here? First of all, let's try to understand what timeline and what time frame are we experiencing here. There are different ways of interpreting the book of Revelation. There are actually four ways. The preterist view says that most of what is depicted here during John's lifetime happened during his lifetime and while the Roman Empire was in power. Then there's a second called the historic view, uh, which says that most of the prophecies in Revelation have been fulfilled throughout history, and they continue to be fulfilled today. 
The third is called the futurist view, where everything after chapter three is going to happen sometime in the future. And then the last view is the spiritual or the symbolic view, which says that Revelation is a symbolic interpretation of the ongoing fight among the cosmos and what has and will continue to have many fulfillments throughout history. But it really doesn't matter which interpretation we hold to. The main point is that in all four of them, the key is the promise that Christ makes to us, that regardless of when he comes and where and how, God, God's judgment is going to occur. And Jesus promised he would one day return. And so this is a promise that we as believers need to hold fast, need to believe, need to understand, and need to act with a sense of urgency. And we need to understand here that Jesus' victory is complete, absolute, meaning that if you don't believe in Jesus and who he said he is, then you're going to be facing a very bad ending when the Lord comes back to judge all of us and to take back his people and to take back his world. So let us now pray. Father God, thank you for these amazing words, these visions that you send us through John. While we don't know what time frame is really being depicted here, we do know that his promise of coming back to judge the world and then make it his is what matters most and that we are to always be ready for that. So Lord, send us the Holy Spirit to prepare us, to give us wisdom, to give us energy, to give us courage, to make us brave, to allow us to be on purpose, to go out and fulfill your mission to evangelize the world. Lord, we ask this in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Revelation chapter 11. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.